What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another hour of the Andy Slater Show on this Friday, October 13th. That's right. It is Friday the 13th. And this is the month of Halloween. So whatever you want to do with that, go ahead. I used to be superstitious when it came to Friday the 13th. But I gave that up a long time ago. I wouldn't fly on Friday the 13th, but then I started taking so many flights. I'm like, I'm not going to fly just because of a, a day of the week and the date of the month, Friday the 13th, whatever. I'll fly any day of the week now. It's just like one of those fears you get over. But this is kind of a, a stupid fear. Some of you, though, you may have a fear of Friday the 13th still, and you think weird things are going to happen, and knock on wood, that's me knocking on wood, everything will be smooth today. Not only for me, but for all of you, because that's what I care about. Sure, I care about myself, but I care about all of you, too. If it wasn't for all of you, I wouldn't be here talking, because I'd be just talking to myself, and I don't need the radio to do that or the internet i could just sit here in a studio or go to a regular room and just start talking to myself so i'm very glad that you are here today and every single day that you join me on the airwaves we got a busy weekend ahead i'm looking forward to it and i'm not just talking about the miami heat playing the spurs tonight I saw the ad for that game. Duncan Robinson, he's the uh, feature. That's because the Heat are going to have like two people playing in that game that you've heard of. But it's basketball. Some of you will watch it regardless. I am more interested in what's happening tomorrow and Sunday. And I'm probably more interested in what's happening tomorrow than what's happening on Sunday. Because... I kind of already know the result of Sunday. Yes, they got to play the game, but it should be an easy one for the Dolphins. It's not going to be an easy one for the University of Miami football team. That's a big game tomorrow on the road, North Carolina. And it's coming after one of the most humiliating losses in program history. And there have been some humiliating losses. Like... Losing to FIU, that's pretty humiliating. This one was really bad. Some people say it's the worst ever. So is this going to be the game where the Canes can show everyone that they're able to bounce back? And they can bounce back immediately. Because if the Canes can win tomorrow, national television, primetime game... I'd call that a bounce back. I'd call that showing up for your coach, still believing in him. So we'll see tomorrow. I'll be watching that one. As far as the Dolphins go, I think we could tell how easy this game should be for them because the big topic of conversation around the team this week, it's been Tyreek Hill's socks. That's been the story from the Dolphins facility. Do you think 
if the Buffalo Bills were coming to town on Sunday, that we would be talking and reading about Tyreek Hill's socks. Absolutely not. It's a home game against a winless Carolina Panthers team. I think the only question in this one is, will the Dolphins put up 70 again? And you might think I'm kidding when I ask that question. I am not kidding when I ask you if the Dolphins will put up 70 again. What's going to stop them from putting up 70? They're just going to slow everything down? They're going to take a knee at the end in honor of uh, Mario Cristobal? I said a few days ago I'd get over that, but apparently I, I'm not over it. I'll probably be bringing it up the entire season. Maybe the season after that and the season after that, maybe for the next seven or eight seasons, however long Mario's going to be the head coach at UM. So we got a football weekend ahead of us. We got preseason basketball tonight. We just had the Florida Panthers in action last night. They still have not scored a goal since the Stanley Cup final. Shut out last night. They had a lot of shots on goal, but they couldn't put one in the back of the net. Couldn't even put one halfway in the net. Nothing fully over that line. So the Panthers start their season off with a loss. The good thing is they got 81 games to go. We got the Major League Baseball postseason going on. I wish it included the Miami Marlins. It doesn't. We're down to the final four in baseball. Philly and Arizona in the National League. Houston and Texas in the American League. Just like everybody predicted before the season started. We all had Arizona going. Said nobody. Houston and Texas, that should be a great matchup. That one I could see going seven. Philly and Arizona, maybe five? The first two are in Philly. How's Arizona going to win in Philly in front of that crowd? I'm just glad I was there in Philly to experience that. Not for this series that they just had with the Braves, but for the two games that I got to see the Marlins play. What an experience. What an environment. And a great media meal. Not that you guys care about that, but I do. Incredible media meal. The best media meal in all of baseball. Just fantastic. Salad, short ribs. Oh, it was incredible. Two scoops of ice cream. So I'm here doing the show this afternoon. Yet again, from beautiful Medellin, Colombia! I will be headed back to Miami on Monday. I'll do the show Monday. On Tuesday, I'll do the show from the poker room at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. Wednesday, I am going to opening night. No, not opening night for the Florida Panthers at home. Wednesday is my opening night and the real opening night at Joe's Stone Crab in Miami Beach. 
Now, tonight is their season opener. And people will go in there and they'll post on Instagram like they do every year and TikTok. Hey, I'm here for the opener. And they'll have stone crabs. But stone crab season doesn't begin until Sunday, which is October 15th. So if you put two and two together, stone crab season begins on Sunday. That's when the traps are allowed to be pulled. If you're going to go before then or even on that day, that would be a rookie move. And I always talk about the difference between rookies and veterans here on this program. If I am not going until Wednesday, well, I'm not going to tell you when to go. You can go whenever you want. But I would probably suggest waiting until at least Wednesday. And if you're there on Wednesday, come say hello to me. And if you want a picture, at least be in the picture. The reason I say that is because it's happened several times. And I love when you guys are at places where I am and you trust what I'm saying or you already knew how good a place was and now I'm talking about it, but you've already been going there for a long time. There have been several occasions where people will come up to me at Joe's Stone Crab and they'll take their camera, say, hey, Andy, let me get a picture. And they start to take a picture of just me sitting at the table. And I'm like, hold on a minute. Why don't you get in the picture? It's kind of awkward if you just take a picture, like you come up to somebody and say, hey, let me get a picture. And you're not going to be in the picture. I mean, if you don't want to be in the picture, at least be in it when it's being taken and then crop yourself out. It's just very awkward when someone will come up to you and say, hey, let me take a picture of you. But it's just you, me in the picture. It's just a little weird. I don't know. But I hope to see you guys at Joe Stone Crab. I hope to see you guys in my poker tournament, too. That's coming up on Tuesday night, right around the corner. Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. $20,000 guaranteed in the prize pool. It's just 250 bucks to buy in. Yes, the prize pool has been doubled. And you're also going to start with double the amount of chips. Instead of $20,000, you are going to start with 40000 So let's play cards together. Let me take some of your money. I know you think you'll be able to get my chips and all that, but it happens from time to time, not all that often. Come on out Tuesday night, cards in the air at 6 p.m. You can register until 9.30 p.m. inside the poker room at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. And if you knock me out of my own tournament, I will give you two seats to go see the Florida Panthers, and those seats will be on the glass. First row seats right there on the glass. That's courtesy of the Workers' Comp Legal Center. So I will give those away every single month, every tournament I have at the Hard Rock to whoever can eliminate me from the tournament. Now, if I win, we can make a deal at the final table and maybe I'll give them to the second place person. And now with the prize pool of 20 grand, second place is going to pay even double 
of what it did before. So you can go there and just fight for second place. Let me get first. You get second. And then we're all happy. And you get tickets. All right, I got a lot to get to on this Friday afternoon. Football, maybe hockey. I mean, the Panthers didn't score last night, but their season did start. Preseason basketball, I don't know how much I'll discuss of that. Football with the Dolphins, football with the Hurricanes. What should I lead with right now? Well, we're about to find out. I got to make a decision because the hour is set to officially begin. It's time to shuffle up and deal. I got to start with what I saw last night after the baseball game was over. Yes, I watched the football game. Yes, I watched the hockey game. But I got to lead with this. The Phillies, we know they put away the Braves. It was a thrilling game. Local guy Nick Castellanos hit two homers for the second straight game. So after the game is over, the reporter is there on the field. All right, let's go live. The reporter says, Nick, you hit two homers again tonight. First ever to do that in the postseason. And Nick is standing there and the reporter's standing there. The reporter stopped talking. What did Nick Castellanos do? He waited. He didn't just start talking. He waited for an actual question to be asked. You know, a question. A question is something that ends with a question mark. And when you ask a question, that means the speaker, whoever you're talking to, is going to provide an answer. Unless they're going to plead the fifth. So why did I like this moment so much? Why am I leading the hour with it? Is it because Nick is a South Florida guy and grew up in Davie? No, that's not why I'm leading with it. I'm leading with it because this is something I've brought up here on this show for years. I have been in clubhouses and locker rooms for decades. So many different occurrences. And I always hear reporters say, for instance, like with the Marlins, hey, Skip, Sandy went uh, seven innings and had eight strikeouts. And then the reporter just stops talking. That's not a question. Okay, I repeat, that is not a question. A question would be, why was Sandy so effective tonight? Or did you think about sending him back for the eighth? See, when a question is done well, it's supposed to invite the audience into the mind of the speaker. If a big league player or manager is talking, a good reporter will let you understand the thought process of a moment or the emotions of an achievement. It takes a good thing or a bad thing and it adds depth, color, or texture. When you just say something, when you just make a statement and then stop talking, it's the equivalent of a reporter saying to someone, hey, talk about what Sandy did tonight. That's not giving a whole lot of effort there. So I was very happy to see what Nick Castellanos did. He asked the reporter, 
do you have a question? Like, is that a question? Said that's not a question. You just said something and, and that was it. Now, could Nick have been a little funnier about it? Because I think he was being sarcastic. He knew what was going on. Maybe he could have handled it better. But in that situation, a question needs to be asked. There's a lot of people on these airwaves. Not these here on Fox Sports 640 South Florida. But on airwaves in South Florida in general, they'll bring on somebody. They'll bring on a guest. And they'll just make statements. They'll just give their feelings and whoever's being interviewed, so-called interviewed, they'll just wait for them to respond. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Ask questions. That's what I do. Ask questions. Now, here's the question. This format that we're seeing in the postseason, what can it do for the Marlins? The format that exists right now, we live in an era of tinkering. I'm not saying it's good, bad, or indifferent, but the results that we got this year, which had the underdogs winning, the teams that dominated all season, they got worked in the postseason. Part of it, I believe, is a function of the format. The Braves and the Dodgers, they were two teams that had long since clinched. Sure, down the stretch, they're playing for seeding for home field throughout. But those aren't tough, important games like the Marlins were playing or the Diamondbacks were playing. Instead, both of those teams, they were off for, what, six days? And I even said here on the program, I thought that would impact their bats. It's nice to have pitchers' arms get rest, but not taking at bats for six days? You can practice all you want. Those aren't live ABs. Derek Jeter went on the broadcast, and he said the same thing. He picked the Phillies because he felt that all the days off for the Braves, it was going to have a big influence on their bats and not in a good way. So I think Major League Baseball has to ask itself a question. Do they like the chaos? Do they like what happened? I'm enjoying the postseason. I think it's madness. But if you thought the regular season meant anything, because Atlanta was the best team all year by far, then they get these days off and you're playing in a best-of-five series and the next thing you know, you're out. You only won one game. You played four, you won one, and then you were done. So does it really pay to be the hottest team in the regular season? Does it really pay to be the best team in the regular season? Does it pay to be anything good in the regular season? Or is it better to just be a wild card team? Like, you know you're good, but is it better to get the wild card because you're not going to have time off? You're going to have your momentum. I think this is something that the players' union needs to look at for sure and Major League Baseball needs to look at for sure. Because having those days off, yeah, Houston had days off, but the three other teams didn't fare well for them. And I just think having those days off and not getting A-Bs, it doesn't help you. It can only hurt you. And I think that's what we saw. If the Braves were playing right after the regular season was over, 
I don't think there's any slowing them down. The only thing that slowed them down was time off. Their manager didn't use it as an excuse, but I will. Not that I'm rooting for the Braves. I'll take the Braves and the Phillies getting less wins next year to fight for the wild card and not the division. I'll take that. Let the Marlins win the division. Go for it. Because the Marlins' bats aren't, like, great anyway. Plus, they're going to most likely lose Jorge Soler and Josh Bell. So just let the Marlins win the division based on pitching, even though Sandy won't be there next season. Gosh, is there anything good to say about the Marlins? They made the postseason. They were there. They they played the Phillies. And that atmosphere, does it make a Marlins fan feel a little better about losing to Philadelphia, seeing that Atlanta couldn't beat them, and it's such a tough place to play? Maybe just a little better? I think it makes me feel a little better. If you need to feel better, head on over to Dean's Gold, the ultimate gentleman's club. You'll feel a lot better when you're surrounded by gorgeous. And these beautiful women, they come from all over the world. That is why Dean's Gold is the ultimate gentleman's club. You want to watch the game tomorrow night? It will never be boring for you. No matter what the score is, you will be entertained during every timeout, every commercial break. You can have your own halftime show at Dean's Gold. And you could go to Dean's Gold any day you want. They're open every single day from 8 p.m. all the way until 6 in the morning. Dean's Gold, the ultimate gentleman's club, is located on the northeast corner of Northeast 163rd Street and Biscayne Boulevard that's in North Miami Beach. Surround yourself with beautiful women who come from all over the world. There's only one place in South Florida you could do that. It is the ultimate gentleman's club, Dean's Gold. The AFC is right there. It's to be had. The Dolphins can take it. I watched the game last night, the Chiefs and the Broncos. That's the same Broncos defense that looked like a high school team. They gave up 70 to the Miami Dolphins. The Chiefs, eh, they didn't really do much against them. It's really interesting to me because we know who Patrick Mahomes is. We know he's great. But the Chiefs' overall offense, their playmakers and weapons – When I look at them and then I look at Miami, I feel the Dolphins have a lot more going on right now for them than the Chiefs do. They're going to meet in a few weeks in Germany, but watching that game last night really made me think the Dolphins could win the AFC. The window, I think it's open for them. That's why I've been sending out, I got to say, tweets. I've been sending out tweets on how American Airlines – has the Dreamliner going the Saturday before the Super Bowl and Super Bowl Sunday morning from Miami to Vegas. You get on that 787, it's there for those two days for a reason. Dolphins fans are dreaming. That's why they got the Dreamliner. Those dreams can come true. I don't know if that's the real reason they have the Dreamliner because Dolphins fans are dreaming, but they do have the Dreamliner there those two days. That's a fact. 
At least that's what the schedule has right now. You can book it. I booked it this morning. I did. I talked myself into it. I said, I'll get a credit. If they don't, if they don't go, if I don't use it, I'll just get a credit. Cancel it and get a credit. I'll go somewhere else. I'll come back to where I am right now. Columbia! Now, anything the Miami Dolphins do is going to depend on two things. One, health, particularly to us. And two, I think it will come down to the defense. We know what the offense has got. Right now, the Dolphins' defense is not at a championship level. I don't take much from the Giants game because the Giants' O-line is historically bad. But when Jalen Ramsey joins this Dolphins' D, and all indications are it could be within the next like six weeks or so. This looks like it could be happening in November. If Jalen gets in there and transforms this D, which is why they brought him to Miami, that's why the Dolphins signed him to be elite, get, the, get on that number one receiver, have the second receiver be covered by X, create a dynamic one-two punch. If that can happen, watch out because the opportunity is there. Right now on defense, Vic Fangio seems to be enjoying the most out of what he's getting from Andrew Van Ginkle. That dude's all over the field. When he's sent after the quarterback, he gets the QB down. It's like he's flying under the radar as a baller. Whatever we see this week, take whatever you want from it. But I know coaches will say, oh, it's a trap game. Carolina is not good. The Dolphins should destroy him. We should be seeing Mike White in the second half at some point just because this game should be out of hand. That's what we should be looking at come Sunday afternoon. Now, what you could be looking at Sunday afternoon or any afternoon, live racing, live horse racing that you could wager on legally in the state of Florida. There's races going on all of the time and live racing every week at Gulfstream Park in Hollandale Beach. Right now, it is the Sunshine Meet at Gulfstream Park. When I go to Gulfstream Park, I go to their trackside restaurant, Ten Palms. Sit down, get a fantastic table with a great view, have an amazing meal, and, of course, wager on the races. You could wager as little as 10 or 20 cents and possibly make thousands of dollars. I see it happen all of the time. Live racing every week right now at Gulfstream Park. I highly suggest getting on out there. If you can't, you could always wager from wherever you are legally in Florida. Download the First Bet app. The First Bet app is the official wagering app of Gulfstream Park. So we know the Dolphins should win on Sunday, but what about the University of Miami tomorrow? This is a tough test for them. UNC's not always good, but right now they're 5-0 and and they're top 15 in the country. They're always tough for the Canes, but now probably going to be even tougher. I think this is a huge mental test for Miami. Can they get past the moment of what happened last week? If they win tomorrow and then maybe win over Clemson, people could say, okay, that wasn't a good moment, but at least this team is trending in the right direction. If they lose... The Georgia Tech game looms larger. See the avalanche it started. All of this is because of Mario and a bad coaching decision. The entire season can go in a downward spiral. That doesn't have to happen, but it could. 
I'm very curious to see how the Miami players will do tomorrow, particularly with their effort, the grit that they show. I think that's going to say a lot about how they feel about Mario because a coach who was not well-liked, if they totally blew a game like that, an opportunity to be 5-0 and and a chance to set up a battle of the unbeatens primetime on ABC, if that coach is not liked and loses his locker room, and I don't know that Mario has, but you will see it in their performance pretty quickly. And if they still will fight for him, you'll see that as well. I don't know what we're going to see, but I'll be watching it. I do know, though, what you will see if you contact Trajan Wealth, a better future and a much better chance of you retiring early. Trajan Wealth is located locally in Palm Beach, and they want to help you. It will cost you nothing to set up a meeting with Trajan Wealth. A lot of us took trips the past few months. You want to go on more trips. You don't want to work so much. You want to retire You might think there's no way I can do that anytime soon. If you contact Trajan Wealth, they will help you design a plan based around your goals. Don't wait any longer. Get started today. Visit TrajanWealth.com. That's TrajanWealth.com. Or you can call them, 561-390-1000. Let Trajan Wealth help you starting today. Advisory services are offered through Trajan Wealth LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor, and this is a paid advertisement. What I like to do on Friday sometimes is bring on Clay Ferrero from WPLG Local 10. Now, Clay and I, along with a couple of other people, earlier today, we were talking about what happened post-game last night with the Phillies and Nick Castellanos where he's talking to the reporter, as I was mentioning in the first segment this hour, and the reporter makes a statement to him, and Nick is like, do you have a question? So my stance on that is you've always got to ask a question. And I've been over this before. Again, I talked about it during the first segment this hour. If you didn't hear it, you can go back and listen to it. So Now that I'm going to bring Clay on, I got to mess with him. He may already know this is coming because he's smart, but I got to mess with him. I got to at least begin this conversation by not asking a question and only making statements and see how Clay responds. Now, he's got no idea what I'm going to do, although he might have an idea, but I didn't tell him, of course. So now... I'm just going to bring Clay on. He's not on yet, so he can't hear what I'm saying. But I'm just going to bring him on and start out like it's the beginning of a segment, and I never told any of you guys this for the first 90 seconds here. So here we go. Clay Ferrero from WPLG Local 10 with us here on this Friday afternoon. Clay, October, uh, one of the uh, better sports months. Are you going to ask me a question? No. I'm just, you know, giving you a statement and you're supposed to respond. It really is one of the better sports months. I mean, like you got the NFL going. October baseball is always great. You know, unfortunately, with Inter-Miami kind of struggling down the stretch without Messi, we're not really talking about a playoff team there. I love the fact that, man, we got the Heat and the Panthers starting up. It is just it is one of the 
best times of the entire year. I feel like a kid on Christmas right now. It's amazing. With the way the Miami Dolphins have been performing, Clay, they are one of the fastest teams in the NFL. They really are. And you look at the list. It's hilarious. Like the, the list of the top 10 fastest players this season for like uh, if they get the ball and they're, they're uh, every ball carrier, every time they go out there, they measure them with these next gen stats, which I love. Nine of the top 10 are Miami Dolphins players. And not even on that list is Jalen Waddell. It's crazy the amount of speed that they've been able to to accumulate. And now Chase Claypool, it was funny, Tyreek Hill called him uh, a vending machine out there watching him run. And yet he's also got a lot of speed when he gets going. So I'll be curious to see if he can kind of crack one of those top 10 lists as well. But, uh, you know, unfortunately with A-Chan hurt for a little while, other guys are going to have to pick up the speed slack, but uh, they've certainly added enough to where they should be fine. It feels like Mike McDaniel has a lot to do with this. Oh, for sure. For sure. And I mean, it was funny. We were out there the other day and he goes, uh, you guys want me to say it, don't you? About Claypool. It's like, you guys want me to say it, don't you? Yeah, he's fast. He's fast. And that's, you know, that's certainly something, you know, so I, I think the one thing that you look at uh, San Francisco when McDaniel was there, and then now with the Dolphins, those are the two fastest teams in the NFL when it comes to skill position guys. So it's not just a matter of, hey, we've got a, a good, accurate quarterback. Hey, we've got a good scheme. It's, hey, our scheme in order to thrive, not just survive, but thrive, we need speed. And and both teams have have followed that with you know, with the with the 49ers spending uh you know, I, I think what what at the time people kind of opened their eyes a bit about how much draft capital they gave up for a running back. Well, Christian McCaffrey isn't your your average running back. He's a guy with a lot of speed and uh, can go out there and do a lot of things in the passing game. And you look what the Dolphins did bring in Tyreek Hill and somebody like A. Chan and Raheem Mostert, who's got the speed when he gets downhill. So they value that level of speed along with the scheme that they run that that puts everybody in a position to do well. Clay, I wonder how many Dolphins fans still worry about Tua's health. I would imagine that there's still that thing there that you're like wondering. But look, so far this season, I think two things have have really helped. Number one, it's pretty clear that the whole falling thing, the work that he did in the offseason, he's not falling awkwardly like he did the the few times that he actually does fall. And I think, number two, he's not falling as much because the offensive line has played much better, despite the fact that Teron Armstead hadn't been out there. You've got guys that are picking up the slack. And so, I look, I, I'm sure there's still always going to be that lingering, oh, what happens if, you know, he, he ends up taking a, a shot and they end up in a similar position as last year. And yet you would hope that if it does happen, it's only short term. And it's why you go out and get a guy like Mike White and and somebody who I think has shown some promise when he's been out there. Speaking of falling, you apparently aren't falling for me not asking a question yet. I knew it was coming. So I was like, prepared. <laughs> you're playing into it perfectly. I, mean, for it. <laughs> <laughs> I just went three and a half minutes without asking you a question and you're talking. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I would say that uh, this is probably the, the best interview that I've, <laughs> I've ever done on your show. So maybe you need to adjust how you approach your interviews. I was telling the audience <laughs> before you came on what I was going to do because I was talking earlier about the interview uh, from yesterday post game, And I was like, I got to do this to Clay. But somehow I knew you were just going to know that was coming well, just, you knew it was because we had a whole conversation. It's an inside <laughs> joke amongst all of us with this thing. And it's like, just read the situation. But no, I, I, I came prepared. And when, when I could tell the first time when I said, are you going to ask? And then you didn't, uh, you, you didn't fall for the bait. I was like, okay, so it's going to be this kind of interview. <laughs> Clay Ferrero from WPLG Local 10 
uh, with us here on the Andy Slater Show. When it comes to the Dolphins on Sunday, though, Clay, and now I will start asking questions. You look at this team, they're taking on Carolina. I know we could look past them, but do you think the players inside that locker room also in the back of their mind say, eh, you know, we, we should beat this team. This shouldn't be a problem. No. Oh, I see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, no problem at all. No, why, no, look, why by the way, by wait. the way, we were, we were, the funny thing is we were out there uh, yesterday uh, and Tyreek Hill was taking questions and he was asking, you know, he was answering all the questions about like the, the fine stuff and all of that. But, you know, I, he in particular mentioned a couple of, of numbers of, of players, 40 and 55, not happy. I, I haven't even done my research to go back and look who 40 and 55 on the Panthers are, but very clearly they're, they're studying this opponent it just like they they do every other opponent because they're professionals and and they understand that uh you know what mcdaniel said earlier in the week is you you there's a part of you that strongly dislikes playing a team in this position because you know they're desperate you know they're going to do whatever it takes to try to go out there and get a win and you know so uh yeah on on one hand there is that human nature to kind of look out there and say okay well uh, we know what this team's record is and yet i i think all of these guys have been through this enough that they understand they got to prepare the same way they would for for any other team and you know going back to your earlier statement not yes, question exactly statement statement. about Tua um if something were to happen in in the course of a game you you have to be fully prepared to know okay uh, we got to be on our, our our details a little bit more if Mike White's out there to make sure that uh you know we don't let this opportunity to get a win slip and and hopefully you would get Tua back later but again that's just well, such a hypothetical but for a number of reasons they're not going to overlook a team like this they're going to go in there with the same level of preparation and and uh, healthy respect, if not fear, that you would uh, any any other opponent. Clay, can you remember, though, a time covering South Florida sports where you go into a Dolphins game and it feels the same way when you see, let's say, the Chiefs playing a really bad team at Arrowhead and you're like, oh, this is an easy win for the Chiefs. Can you remember a time like that for the Miami Dolphins where this is like a no-brainer? So I remember, was it, no, not, not before McDaniel. I think last year it was, what was it, the Browns game? Um, there was a game midway through the season where they got up to a huge lead, and then they kind of let the details slip a bit in the second half, and it, it right. started to look a little, I mean, was it was the Texans, I'm, I'm, I'm having, uh, I'm having dad brain right now. I'm trying to remember which game what was the Texans, but so, but it, whatever it was, it was, uh, it was very clear that some of that detail uh, the attention to detail slipped a bit in the second half. And that's another thing that maybe you fall back on, but no, I, it's certainly much different now than it ever has been with the Miami dolphins as, as long as I can remember. And, you know, I, I think that that certainly bodes well for the rest of the season. Did that chiefs game last night tell you anything about the dolphins, even though they weren't playing in it? I'll, I'll say I, the thing that is interesting to me is the chiefs, the Chiefs, as great as Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey are, I think they're starting to see a little bit that you need you need more weapons. And and as great as your quarterback can can be, and so many great when you're going to go up against a, a higher octane offense, 19 points isn't going to cut it. 
And so I, I, I wonder if they're going to start to see a little bit of like what the New England Patriots have have seen over the years where they tried to just kind of rely on Tom Brady. And finally, Brady said, that's it. I can't do this anymore. And then you see when they're out there with, uh, you know, a, a host of receivers that that probably should be on another team's practice squad that you do run into trouble. And who knows, maybe by the end of the year, Sky Moore and uh, and, and some of these other guys start to turn the corner a little bit. But no, right right now, I don't think the Chiefs have enough offense. If they were to get into a, a shootout with the with the Dolphins, or, or potentially in the in the Super Bowl against the 49ers, I think you need more weapons if you're going to go up against some of these teams that are kind of on the cutting edge. All right, Clay, one more question for you. We know the Dolphins are going to win. We're pretty sure of it. But what about the other Miami football team, the one that plays Oof. tomorrow on the road in North Carolina? We all just heard your instant reaction. Does that mean it's going to be a tough game or a, a loss? I think it is a huge game. Um, and and I, I think I, the reason why I had that visceral reaction is because if you're a Canes fan, you've seen this movie before and you've seen where it goes south and, and it turns sour really quickly. Um, and I think if you go back a few weeks ago, it felt like there was so much of this season and so much of this program building up to that Texas A&M game. And then they won. And Mario Cristobal in the postgame locker room or the postgame podium was like, hey, how about them Canes? Well, now I think they're facing an even bigger game where if there's a letdown again, if they go out there and they do. And look, Carolina is a good team. If you go out there and you just lay an egg and you get plastered, you lose by 30 points, it, I think, start to see some of the same sort of stuff from before creep in. And yet, on the flip side of that, if they're able to rebound and they're able to go out there and play their best game of the season, they could play their best game of the season and lose on a last-second field goal. And it would feel to me like, okay, maybe they've changed a bit of the culture inside of that locker room that's led the seasons going south before. So I, this is, to me... This is the biggest game of the Mario Cristobal tenure. It is going to turn this program one way or the other, and I can't tell you right now on the day before the game which way I think it's going to go. As long as they don't lose the game by not taking a knee, right? Oh, man. Just like Goodness that, gracious. That can, never, that can never happen again. Yeah. No, Never again. Susan uh, Waldman appearance here on the program. Thank you. <laughs> it's been a while since I've you know mentioned the Yankees or anything related oh, to them. Of, of, all, of all the dramatic things – the Miami Hurricanes not taking a knee. Ugh. Clay Ferreira with WPLG Local 10. We know if the Yankees would have won the division and got a bye week, they would have done better than the Braves and the Dodgers did, um, certainly. But unfortunately, we'll have to wait until next year, right? Not if Aaron Boone's their manager, they wouldn't have. Uh, okay, well, we'll get into a baseball discussion uh, next baseball season. Clay, have a great weekend. Enjoy the games and uh, enjoy daddy duty today. All right, brother. Take care. Take care. Clay Ferrero from WPLG Local 10. He played right into that. I knew it's, he's a smart dude. And I knew he would know where I was going, but I, I had to do it based on the discussion earlier and then the side discussion. I had to. Got to mess with him. All right. That's all the time I got for this Friday afternoon. Enjoy your football weekend. For now, I'm Andy Slater, and I'll see you later.